from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano. Thought of the Week. Hope. We need hope every day. Not during during the time of a pandemic, but every day. Why? Because we have... <laughs> Everybody has a crisis on occasion, maybe regularly. There's a crisis here, a crisis there, or whatever. But how do we approach that? How do we do that as human beings? What's the best way to become depressed, you know, out of energy, um, I'm done? Or do we have hope? Wow. Well, hope is based on faith. (laughs) You know, I've got something to hope in, I believe in. So, um, and if you want to read about that, I'm not kidding you, get out your Bible and read Hebrews, Letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter 11. It's really something, because uh, what St. Paul says in that, he says, faith is the, I'll read this to you, faith is the realization of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we don't see Faith is a realization of what we are hoped for, evidence of things we don't see. So what is that evidence? So he goes on, he says, well, by faith we understand that the universe was ordered by the word of God, so that what is visible came into being through what is invisible. We know that. (laughs) Gosh. By faith, Abel offered to God a sacrifice greater than his brother Cain, through which he was attested to be righteous, God bearing witness to his gifts. And through this, though he is dead, he still talks to us. He goes on to say, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who approaches God must believe, one, that God exists, and two, God rewards those who seek him. And then about Noah, there he goes. (laughs) By faith, Noah was warned about what he did not yet see. So he believed there's going to be a flood. Man, it looks pretty dry around here. This is the Middle East, all desert. It's going to be a flood. All right. I believe. I don't see it, but I believe it. So with reverence, he built an ark to save his household. Right. Built an ark on dry ground, a boat on dry ground. Boy, was he mocked. And though, uh, uh, through this, he's, he condemned the world. He inherited the righteousness that comes from faith. And then, of course, you have the great example of faith in the Old Testament, Abraham. Abraham obeyed when God called him out of Ur of Chaldeans to receive a promised land. Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. He trusted in God. My gosh. By faith, he walked in the promised land as though it were in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with his sons, Isaac and Jacob, heirs of the same promise. Abraham was looking for the city and foundation whose architect and maker is God. And by faith, he received the power to generate. He was an old man, couldn't have any kids. And even though he's past the normal age and Sarah herself was sterile, For he thought that the one who made the promise 
was trustworthy. So it was there that from one man came forth all of the Jewish people. Yeah. God was trustworthy. If God said it, he'll do it. I believe that. That's that's what this is all about, folks, is the word of God. What are God's promises? What does he tell us? We can read about it in the Holy Scriptures. And then we walk with it. We walk with it. And it comes true. It happens. And so he, he goes on and on. And again, uh, in, in eleven chapter Hebrews chapter 11, Paul talks about the faith of Abraham, the tests he went through, Moses, the various tests he went through. Moses said, no, I still believe. It, it looks pretty cloudy, but I still believe. Wow. He talks about Gideon and Barak and Samson, David, Samuel, and all the prophets, and the women, etc. All had faith. And then I love this, and he goes on to say this in chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great, he called a cloud of witnesses. He's talking about all these people in chapter 11, all these Abraham and Moses and all these folks. Let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and let's all of us persevere in running the race that lies before us. Come on, folks. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider how Jesus endured such opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. Or have you forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons and daughters of our loving Father? Quote, My child, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord. Do not lose heart when reproved by the Lord. For, the, for whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son or daughter that he acknowledges. So, Endure your trials as a discipline of God who treats you as a child. For what child is there whom the Father does not discipline? And if you are without discipline, in which you, we all have shared, you are not sons but an illegitimate child. Besides this, we have our earthly dads and moms to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not then submit all the more to the Father of spirits and live? Our parents disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed right to them, but he does this for our benefit, in order to share in his holiness. At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy but for pain, and yet later on, it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. Strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees, make straight the paths of your feet, that what is lame may be healed. Be right back, Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq Des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments. Doing what is challenging because it's right. This is Monsignor Frank Pignano, <clears throat> Thought of the Week, Iowa Catholic Radio. Been talking a little bit about the need of faith and hope. Hope is based on faith. All these I just read Hebrews 11 and part of 12 of the book letter to the Hebrews where these people had hope because they had they knew God could do things and they knew God was God was good on his word. So that was, they had good hope. They knew it would happen. That was it. They knew it would happen. And so it, it's the same way with us, to have that faith so we can have hope. And it's solid. In fact, the, the symbol of hope, as you know, is an anchor. It's an anchor, something that you can really anchor. In the midst of a storm, you throw down that anchor, and the boat will push back and forth and go up and down or whatever. It's not going to sink. It's got the anchor. So uh, it's a time to pray. In in this worldwide pandemic that we've been having, uh, Pope uh, Francis has been great as a spiritual leader. He's offered daily prayers for people affected and whose lives will be affected when the pandemic dies down. And he wants everybody to engage in some kind of trusting prayer. He invites everybody to hope. (laughs) Same thing. Even those who do not believe. Yeah, interesting. He said, look, we are all children of God, and God watches over each one of us. Even those who have not yet met God, those who do not yet have the gift of faith, God does not abandon them. They can find their way through the good things that they do believe in. They can find strength in, in their the love they have for their children the love they have for their family or brothers and sisters. If somebody says, I cannot pray because I do not believe, the Pope says, we can believe in the love of the people around us, and in them we can find some kind of of hope. And that's what Hebrews 11 talks about. So let's look at that, that we can all, God helps all of us. You say, well, I'm not a believer. He's not going to help me. Wrong. 
wrong. He loves you. You're his son, his daughter. Just go with what you believe in, the love that you see around you. Because God is love, and you will see God. You will see God. So, yeah, there you go. And so, uh, in other words, uh, we we need to uh, look at some of the advice the Pope is offering to us as we approach the challenges of the pandemic and the the months and years thereafter. Here's a little thing he said. I think it's really great, Pope Francis. He said, we need to discern the importance of small things, those small acts of kindness shown to us, our family and our friends. We need to realize that our treasure lies in the small things, things that that often get lost in the routine of, of everyday life. So, let's take advantage of this time during the pandemic or thereafter to enrich ourselves and everybody else with all those small things of life, and let's share those small things with one another and keep it going, keep it going, even when the pandemic seems to go down, it may come back again, we don't know, but we can keep that going. For example, a small act of courtesy would be great, opening the door for somebody, uh, letting somebody ahead of you in line at, at a, in a in a grocery line or whatever. Uh, and and here's another one. I, I think about this. You know, you're walking through the line, the aisle of the grocery store. There's a, a can that's laying on the floor. It fell off or a kid pulled it off or somehow. But there it is on the floor. Guess what? Somebody has to lean over and pick it up, whether it's an employee, probably would be, or somebody else. Well, guess what? I can pick it up. I can save that employee that little effort to bend over and pick it up. That's an act of love. Somebody's got to pick it up. And same thing with other things we see that are on the ground. If something, if it's something that has to be picked up, or I can do that. If I don't, somebody will have to do it. And I might as well love them and save them the effort. So yeah, it's, it's these little things that the Pope says really, really count. And uh, and so and also. Prayer. Let's not give up prayer. Let's just say that during the pandemic, we've learned to pray as a family. We've gotten together and read the Bible at uh, you know eight o'clock at night, or we've said these certain prayers together. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. If you learned of it, if you learned about it, well, build on that. Don't jettison it. Throw it out and say, "Well, I, that's over with." Her back to normal. No, the new normal is this new closeness to God and to each other. That's the new normal. Don't worry. Everything else is going to turn out fine. It will. Remember, remember what St. Paul says, for those who love God, all things work together unto good. Remember that. That's one of my favorite passages of of the Bible, probably my number one favorite of the Bible. And and you can read it uh, in the scriptures. Uh, chapter 12, letter to the Romans, chapter 12. St. Paul says, For those who love God, all things work together unto good. Now, why does he say that? Because he experienced it. All the stuff that poor guy went through, shipwrecks, persecutions, thrown in jail, spat upon, starved, practically starved to death, thrown in whatever. But out of all of it, he saw so much good coming. So he learned by experience. 
for those who love God, who put God first, guess what? It all works out. The money, the health, the whatever, it all works out unto good. Folks, just please don't, don't forget that. Memorize that one. For those who love God, all things work together unto good. So it will. All these things, all this pandemic, all these things, uh, we're learning, and good will come out of it. Look for it. It will be there. This is Monsignor Frank Pignano, Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Father Kirby, pastor of St. Elizabeth Parish in Carlisle, will lead a 10-day pilgrimage to the Holy Land, August 3rd through the 12th. Walk where Jesus walked in Nazareth, Mount Tabor, the Jordan River, the Dead Sea, Jericho, Bethany, Bethlehem, and the Old City of Jerusalem. Learn more at crownofbethlehem.com, crownofbethlehem.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Corel Contractor, serving Des Moines site work constructed needs for over 60 years, and the Iowa ENT Center, expert ear, nose, and throat care for adults and children. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano, Iowa Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. We're talking about how do we think about, how do we approach crises of life? Obviously, this pandemic, one of them, COVID-19, and uh, it's when it passes, uh, but other things will come up, obviously. Perhaps uh, this has been a good training ground for us. I think it is. I really do. People have learned to will learn, I think, if they try to listen to each other under one roof, you know, kind of quarantined together. They've learned to appreciate each other, to love each other. Maybe they've learned what are the real values of life? What are all these things I've been running after? Okay, they're they're gone, but I'll get them back, you know. Maybe I'm learning, you know, the, the real basic things I need, which are basically honesty and love and truth and closeness to my family and reaching out to help other people and letting people reach out and help me. Yeah, a lot of lessons out there, folks, a lot of lessons. Um, and one lesson is, of course, the power of prayer. Our, our, our bishop has asked all of our people to pray for the sick. And Jews and Christians, for centuries, we have prayed for people, family and friends who were ill. Jesus said, you know, 
You've read it. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Ask with the trust in God's goodness and God's care and God's power. But anyway, here's the prayer that, that I have been offered. I offered have been offering during the pandemic thing. Because when I offer the Holy Mass every day, I say this prayer. Here you go. You ready? God, our Father, your love guides every moment of our lives. Accept the prayers and gifts we offer for our sick brothers and sisters. Restore them to health. Turn our anxiety for them into joy. So pray, because God listens in love, and God acts. God works. Prayer, this is when we have something to pray for, it's an invitation. God is saying, just ask me. <laughs> just ask me, you know. I, I wouldn't if I had a, if everything were perfect, I wouldn't. But I, I ask because I, I see a need I've got. I'm I, I, a deficit. I'm, I'm humble. I need help in this or that area. Uh, and so uh, it's an invitation to Jesus. That's what it is. Uh, when I want to pray for somebody else, what am I doing? It's an invitation to I am inviting Jesus to help the sick, to help some. Maybe I know somebody who really needs God's help, okay, in whatever area of their life. I don't know. Say if it's during the pandemic, somebody who's really gotten sick, whatever. So, well, what good is my prayer for somebody else? How does that work out? I I don't get it. How does that work? Well, it's right in the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 5, verse 21. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, It says, when Jesus had crossed to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the seashore. One of the synagogue officials, the guy's name was Jairus, came forward, seeing Jesus, he fell down, Jairus fell down at his feet on his knees, pleaded with him, my daughter is at the point of death, please, Jesus, come, lay your hands upon my daughter she can get well and live. So Jesus went off with Jairus, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. Now there was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all she had on these doctors, and yet she was not helped, but only kept getting worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind Jesus in this great crowd. Nobody even noticed her. And she bent over and touched his cloak. Of course, everybody was trying to touch him. She said, if, if I can only touch his clothes, I'm going to be okay. I'll be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around to the crowd and said, who just touched my clothes? <laughs> and the disciples kind of chuckled. Well, you see how the crowd is pressing around you, yet you ask who touched me. Everybody's touching you. He looked around, though. He kept trying to see who did it with faith. And the woman, realizing what had happened to her, she came up to him, fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus. She said the whole truth. What had happened? I touched you, and I was healed. And he said, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Be cured of your affliction. Her faith had her reach out to touch him. So faith means I reach out to touch Jesus in prayer or in the sacraments. So she reached out. you got to reach out. Okay, anyway, while he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Jarius, hate to tell you, your daughter has just died. 
So why trouble Jesus anymore? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the Jairus, Jairus, do not be afraid. Just have faith. He didn't want anybody to accompany him. Jesus didn't except Peter, James, and John. So when they arrived at the house, they caught sight of the people weeping and wailing, and Jesus went in and he said, Why are you weeping? The girl is not dead. She's asleep. They all ridiculed him. So he took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went into the little room where she was lying in bed. He took her by the hand and he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of 12, immediately rose up and started to walk around. They were utterly astounded. They were astounded. What happened? Jairus had to bring Jesus to the girl. We're all a Jairus. We can all bring Jesus to somebody. That's it. It's it. So, Lord, I, I bring to you my sister, my neighbor, my friend, my co-worker, so we can all be a Jairus. Jesus wouldn't have done it if Jairus hadn't have gone and got him. So that's what we have to do. So that's the thought of the week right now. Go to Jesus for somebody else. Bring Jesus to someone. Intercede, intercession, intercessory prayer. Praying for another person. So that's thought of the week on Senior Frank Pignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.